Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Well, Brad, you just found a fun new sign at the Haunted Mansion, and this is this. I feel like is would normally not be something we would talk about, but. It's very interesting to me that the uh, this is a sign that is has been physically printed, like designed and printed and, and put up. Um, basically, it's a it's a sign at Haunted Mansion that's telling guests about the. Oh, and I should say, uh, if you listen to our Nerd Alert podcast and you had a bad time, uh, probably skip to the next welcome chapter. to the welcome to the next welcome to the next one of ours that you're going to want to skip yeah i'll make I sure like I, how you think there's i like how you think there's going to be more than one chapter to this uh i'll make sure i being, chapterize this one if if there look it, it, listener if there's one chapter you can go ahead and just stop listening now if you didn't have a good time listening to the nerd alert episode but uh yeah so this sign is is basically telling guests how to make sure that Bluetooth is enabled on their mobile device uh, to make sure that their ride photos get linked to their Disney account. And I will, I'll, I'll, I'll put this photo in the, in the show notes and uh, make it the album art as well. So it doesn't explain how to use Bluetooth, right? It just says to have this attractions photo automatically linked to your Disney account, scan here to check your mobile device settings. And then there is a right. QR code. Yeah. Um, which is interesting to me that they did take the time to uh, to print this in the attraction font, right? Yeah. For the it's it's the Haunted Mansion font, but then it's very uh, it's very matter of fact, which I, I I'm not saying that I have an issue with. It's just I don't know. It feels a little weird to have, but I oh I don't know. I, I'm trying to talk myself so- out of this. It, but like if it's a safety thing, I understand that you don't, you know, try to have fun. And I also don't know how you'd have fun with this, but I don't know. It just the it feels odd to me a little bit. So the weirdness to me and, and the, the reason that I, I really like wanted to talk about this is because you have something at the Haunted Mansion that's talking about logistics as if it was something that was at the Haunted Mansion. Like, because it's in the Haunted Mansion font, and it's on this plate that looks like something that would be at the Haunted Mansion. But it's talk, It's it says, ch- scan here to check your mobile device settings. Like, it's totally out of period. It shouldn't, you know, like, in the Haunted Mansion, in the, in the lore, in the uh, period of the Haunted Mansion, there's no mobile devices. Um, there's certainly no Disney photo pass and this thing's got the photo pass, uh, logo on it and a QR code. So that's what really gets me is like the haunted mansion is normally a pretty like faithful to its theming attraction. And this is so like out of left field, just boom, here's the thing that's referencing your phone. Uh, is is pretty strange to me. So so if it said your your mobile device settings, yeah. then it would be okay. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's all that it needs. Because everybody uses mobile phones. Yes. <laughs> back in yeah, whatever I, year the Haunted Mansion. I feel like set. I've been I feel like I've been watching too much Vampirino with my daughter, but 
like, that is definitely what a cell phone would be called in Vampirina. I don't have as much of an issue with this because it is outside of, you know, it's in the queue. It's not actually on the attraction and proper to me. Let me be clear. I do not have an issue with this. It, this is just like super strange weird. for the Haunted yeah. Mansion. Yeah. And so I, you know, because I wanted to know what it did, I, I zoomed in so that the QR code was readable. And essentially it just takes you to a a one a, a one page web page that says you know uh basically you're going to need the disney world app to do this if you already have it click this button it's going to take you to the disney world app otherwise click here to get the disney world app and then when you you know assuming you already have the app have it then it hits something to say you know tap here to tap below to ensure bluetooth is enabled for the my disney experience app if you need assistance please see a cast member and it's got to go to settings button, which on an iOS device means that it then takes you to the privacy settings for that app, uh, you know, and you can see whether or not the Bluetooth slider is is, you know, clicked on or off, though. I did. I, I will say that as a as a stupid consumer, I was a little bit confused when I hit that page like I knew what I, I knew what they were going to be asking for was Bluetooth. But in my mind, I'd already forgotten the previous page told me, you know, to ensure Bluetooth is enabled and go to settings. And here's the thing. If I gave that exact same thing to somebody who wasn't very technically literate, that would be utterly confusing. Right. Because you get to that you get to that page in settings and it's like. With no well, context. What do I do now? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And and I, I realize that. When they hand over to the settings app, you know, they can they can tell they can tell the device, hey, open this and take it them to this page. But you can't you can't put an overlay on it or something to say, hey, here's right. what you're looking at. But even an an image there, you know, showing, you know, make sure the you know, make sure where this little Bluetooth thing is, you know, it's it's switched and you see the green or something like that. Totally. And I've seen other apps that do that. Um, to kind of, you know, give you a visual cue for what's, what you're going to be looking for on that next page. Um, which I mean is, is definitely a nitpicky thing, but I mean, if I felt a little bit of confusion there, I, it wouldn't surprise me if guests are going to feel confusion if, if other people will as well. And if you're, if you're an iPhone user, you have almost certainly seen the pop-up saying, you know, this app would like to use Bluetooth to discover devices on your local network. Uh, and that's if you basically use YouTube or any of the like, that's where I see it all the time because everything is like, I need to, I need to discover nearby devices um, so that I can, you know, uh, Chrome so that you can cast to them right. or whatever. That that's what it's looking for in, in a video casting context is it wants to be able to send video to a device on your local network. What this wants is it wants to be able to you know see those Bluetooth beacons at the ride uh, at the ride photo stations, and so it's the same technology just used differently, but that's what it's looking for. Um, and yeah, I I wish I even think you know you said um, if it would put a little picture up or something over that. Um, bluetooth mm -hmm. you know the settings page i almost wish it would like when you tap on the button to open the settings app 
it would go to the settings app on the first page and then go to the like as if you had tapped on it go to privacy and then as if you had tapped again go to you know bluetooth and show the page mm-hmm. kind of as a breadcrumb type thing to let yes. you know like here's where we're here's where we were and it could even be half a second on each page just something to kind of show you here's here's the 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 chain of events that led you here not just open up to the my disney experience app settings because yeah i totally agree with you that 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 is confusing to people and i think that's probably why it says if you need help you know find a cast member because cast member at least is going to know what they're looking at right and to, to some extent my the very first thought in my head was okay i'm in the settings app now i'm gonna have to go find the privacy settings for your app and then i realized oh wait i'm already in the privacy settings for there so like i didn't even know where this was taking me right and on some level i just assumed it was just the settings app proper uh until i you know took a second to take in what was actually being displayed on my screen so i think and and that feels a bit device agnostic to me and that may be part of the reason why they did it is to be device agnostic and version agnostic um within you know because for the future you You mean because right now this is just an iphone feature yes yeah yeah i think i think moving you know they want they want to know that moving forward they're not you know going to be saying something that's going to be confusing to somebody on an android device but you know, even on an iPhone. So, for example, I don't know. I forget. Are you a dark mode person? No. Okay. So I'm a dark mode person, right? So my settings app looks different than your settings app because I've got black backgrounds. You've got white backgrounds. So if they were to show a screenshot, that might be confusing yeah. to somebody. And so, like, let's say that you were on... And and I I do realize like right now this wouldn't work because I don't I don't know I can't remember when when the settings app has had changes but like let's say for example that you were on iOS uh, nine or something like that I'm trying to I'm Oof. trying to think like far enough far enough back where you still had the um, what was the term for the for the app design that used to be so prevalent Skeuomorphic. there you go I was six so back when six. Okay, so back when the, you know, the design was more skeuomorphic or, you know, and there there have been minor changes since then. I'm just I'm just trying to think back to a major change. Like if you were to show a a screenshot from one or the other, it could be it could actually create more confusion because well, that's not what mine looks like or mm-hmm. something like that. So, I wonder if that's the idea behind this is to be as simple as possible, but at the same time, you're also Disney, you have bukus of money. And you can read whether or not the device is in dark mode or light mode. You can read exactly which iOS version you're running on. And you can just have a bunch of screenshots that cover all, you know, all of those and, you know, handle 99% of those cases in a, in a way like that, that would make sense to me. Again, that's my personal opinion. But to bring that, to bring that concern into the, you know, modern day, just talk about different versions of Android. All the different versions of Android. Oh no, and- no, yeah, yeah. Android, Android. It's uh, to me, Android is off the table because not only are you dealing with different versions of Android, but you're dealing with Skins. whatever exactly that somebody <laughs> has put on there. Like if I have, if I've set mine up so that everything is in Papyrus because 
you know, if I'm if I'm headed to Animal Kingdom and you know I'm a I'm a huge Avatar nerd, then you know I've got the papyrus font turned on on my phone, and you know maybe I've got all you know I've got a custom launcher that sets you know the a, a screen grab to my background even inside of my settings app it makes it almost unreadable but i like it <laughs> and and i'm not even like that's not me dunking on somebody who who decides to do that that way if you like it that's awesome your phone your choices go for it uh but you know the disney app is going to have more trouble with that but the ios side is it's pretty structured so i feel like for right now it it could be done in a in maybe a slightly better way and maybe with time it will be because we are seeing the first iteration of all of this i, I guess yeah. my other question is so with this beacon technology and and again i i really hope that anybody surely anybody who is still listening listen to the the nerd alert podcast and or you know episode and was okay with it because it's about to get more um, with this beacon technology, I am kind of wondering, is it, can they, by giving, by giving it access to Bluetooth, right? Am I allowing the device to the devices to see me? Because I would feel like you could see me either way, right? It, it almost feels like I'm giving my device the ability, you know, giving that app the ability to scan the devices in its vicinity which is interesting to me because then that would mean that there would have to be is there is there back and forth talk happening via bluetooth in this case that to say hey this is this person and you know is presenting some sort of i would assume you know probably some sort of super basic token that would be encrypted and pretty much only useful for identifying you for the purposes of photo pass because then worst case scenario you know somebody clones your token and you have you know pictures of Jeremy on your your ride photos because he hacked the planet but I I don't know that's just that's kind of a interesting side of it to me is like how much how much talk is involved in getting these linked up to your account well so if you think about it in terms of a Chromecast you your device your phone discovers the Chromecast via Bluetooth does the Chromecast then talk back to the device to establish a connection? It would it would have to, right? Yes, it does, and I think that I think that can happen over Wi-Fi, but I believe that it has the ability to do it over Bluetooth as well. If if you know you're on different networks, or you know there's some there's segmentation happening, or you're on different VLANs, or or whatever the case may be, that would prevent you from directly communicating. I think it can still communicate. And I would assume that's via Bluetooth. The only thing the PhotoPass service needs is a UDID that's linked somehow to your MDE account. Right. And a date and time. And right. that's it. Because it's going to go back and reference that date and time and then see when that UDID was at, you know, location X and say, that's the picture. Which is yeah, so I guess which I'm is trying to figure way out. more uh, accurate than NFC. I'm, I I think this is great. Um, I know we're not really we're not really talking about this again, but um, I think it's awesome. You keep saying it's more accurate than NFC. I don't really know that that's the case. I feel like if you have multiple antennas 
you can still read signal strength and taking a couple of readings of signal strength. I, I mean, and, and nope. I say this realizing that I still have a, I, I regularly end up with other people's photos on my photo pass, but it's, it's kind of a weird thing to me because I'm thinking you should be able to see that that is either closer or further away via signal strength with a couple of readings and be able to tell when it's centered up it, essentially with, I would think, Two antennas should give you that, right? Here's my only thought. Uh, so let's let's take Splash Mountain for example, but it's all, only mm-hmm. Splash Mountain only because I know exactly where the you know, photo is taken. Sure. As you're going up that final lift hill, mm-hmm. NFC is going to have trouble. Well, I don't, let's not say trouble. NFC is going to see your device as you crest the hill. You know, mm-hmm. as you as you're cresting the hill, it, and it depends on where the receiver is, but let's assume that it sees your device as it's cresting the hill. It's going to have very little data. Bluetooth, I think. I think the difference between NFC and Bluetooth is Bluetooth has smarts, and it's not always perfect. But I think it would be it would be better because one, it has a higher range, so. It is able to sample more devices and know like your specific device is approaching at a rate of whatever. And it's it was 40 feet away, but now it's 35 feet away. Now it's 30. Instead of your device was 10 feet away, now it's 5. Now it's here. So I would think that some somewhere in there, the ability to have more data points via Bluetooth is is better and i know from my job that using access wi-fi access points that use bluetooth for heat mapping they are the the amount of chatter and this is with a device you know it, like your phone wouldn't be bluetooth paired to this photo pass thing so this right. is this is a device like your phone that is constantly putting out this bluetooth ping and a device like this you know access point that is putting out a bluetooth ping they're talking to each other the amount of chatter is insane and if you extrapolate that out to just where you are with wi-fi access points these bluetooth devices uh, some access points are both like just the amount of talking that our devices do to everything around us all the time like it, it's it's so much and i i think that the intelligence or the 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 not intelligence but the the technological advancements that bluetooth brings over nfc nfc is a is a really great technology because it doesn't require much if any battery power but now that we're in the realm of bluetooth uh they can get much more granular and much more uh accurate with with the technology and i think that's why bluetooth is going to be better not because it's better at locating you short range but because the approach is going to have so much more data in it that in respect with respect to photos of your family which let me tell you the the lost photos from our last trip were awful it was it was 
it, it is something oh, that yeah. Claire still talks about. The fact that it, mm-hmm. it was the first time we ever took a photo with Mickey Mouse, and it, it's gone. And Disney can't find it. It's gone. So we don't have that photo. And it's a shame that that's what we lost. And so I would say any any technological improvement, any new technology they can embrace and use that will stop that from happening is worth it to me. And I and as as Bluetooth gets wrapped up into more and more things and as as the Bluetooth in our phones and, and watches and stuff becomes more and more powerful, uh, especially with stuff like Bluetooth low energy that we don't need to get into. But um, I, I think just Bluetooth as a technology is much better for this than NFC. I think NFC is, a, is, is totally a better technology for park entry and fast pass plus stuff like that but for ride photos i think bluetooth is clearly uh, a winner yeah i just i i don't know i'm still uh, i'm still hesitant to to and quite honestly all of this all of this talking about this and thinking about this has really made me like i would love to i'm probably going to do some research to see if i can find any more in-depth discussions of of the way that this technology works because it's definitely interesting to me because I know like for example that you know with your with your magic band you have what you have the the near field you have the the long range and then there's like I think there's even like a 2.4 gig uh, gigahertz radio inside of it you oh, know? Really? so essentially there are three in there yeah but the 2.4 you know that's that's the one that eats most of the battery, I think, because the but if you have a if you have something that, you know, can transmit while using little to no battery, which I believe is the case with the the long, the long range, but not the but not 2.4, because 2.4 clearly is super long, you know, for for this purpose is super long range. Anyone who's ever um, spoken on a, a cordless phone in the 90s knows 2.4 gigahertz. Yes is is the way to go right uh but the long range like if if it if it is constantly transmitting i guess my thing is so uh again to to use your example of splash mountain right we both know where the camera is but there is nothing that says that you couldn't have a reader like as somebody's getting on the attraction or you know within the first 30 seconds of the attraction and then you know everybody who's on that boat and the the ride oh and they and they definitely do right and the ride tracks the entire boat you know past that point so by the time you get to the camera there's no need for a reader anywhere near the camera because the camera knows that it's taking a picture of the boat and the computer says well based on the RFID signatures i detected these are the people on that boat so I'm not I'm definitely not saying Bluetooth is going to be any worse. I'm just not 100% sure why it would be better because at the end of the day the way that I see it in either case essentially you're just get, you're going to give some sort of a token, right? The RFID is going to say I am 34, right? And 34 means nothing unless you have Disney's you know, back in to say 34 equals Brad. And here's all the information about Brad and here's all his other photos. And that's, you know, so when I, when I go to low to dump this photo in, I want to make sure that I put it in 34's bucket. And then the back end system says, well, now that's linked to Brad. 
right? So when Bluetooth comes out and says, I am 34, like, I don't know what else Bluetooth's going to say other than I am 34. And if they're both just saying, I, and please note, 34 is a super simplistic, I don't feel like, you know, trying to rattle off a random GUI ID string right now. Uh, but if they're, if they're both just saying I am 34, even if they're both saying it, you know, constantly and everything, I just, I don't know that there's going to be a huge impression. I sure hope that there is because, you know, like we've both said, there have definitely been issues with, with photos in the past, but I don't, I don't really know that I can think of a good reason why there would be. And I, I totally, I get that. Uh, I don't know enough about how PhotoPass works and how Memory Maker works to to know like where those readers are. And you would assume that something like Splash Mountain, they would know if you cross this boundary at this time, then this amount of time later, you're going to cross this boundary. Uh, and it, you know, if they're keeping track of when the ride stops and everything, they should technically know when you're going up the I, lift hill. I really, I, I honestly hope that at this point, it's not a matter of, of this amount of time after I would expect that, you know, this boat is currently in this section. This boat is currently in this section and you're actively tracking, you know, where each boat is, you know, maybe, maybe not down to the millimeter or anything like that, but at least, you know, what, what section each boat is in and, and they've got that technology, right? That's how you make sure that you don't end up with too many boats in the same uh, in the same section at the same time. So right. I, like I said, the more that I think about it, the more confused I am about why these issues have. So I guess I can see maybe why the issues happen on something like um, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. And I don't know that Bluetooth is going to make that any better because I think perhaps the issue there is too many people too close together. Mm -hmm. And so it is too hard to differentiate. Like, you know, it's hearing I am 34, I am 72, I am 28. And it's like crud, which one of these is the one that is currently in front of this. And, you know, I'm sure that they are taking multiple readings and attempting, but you know, a lot of things can affect the signal strength. And so maybe, maybe some of that stuff gets kind of wonky, but Bluetooth has that same issue. You know, now if you were to tell me that they were using the, uh, what is it? The U1 chip mm -hmm. or the W whatever, like that, that new the positioning ultra, chip. Yeah, you're U1, using, ultra yeah. wideband. Right. For, for like the Apple air tags and stuff where, you know, essentially it can point and say, you know, walk 30 feet this way and you'll find it, you know, where it's, where it's not just signal strength, but also directionality. If they were using something like that, then a hundred percent, I would be behind. This is going to make it better. I'm just not sure that Bluetooth alone is, is going to be a huge improvement on that. And I, again, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that it is. I hope that I'm overlooking something, but I, I just wonder like, and, and to, to discuss the ideas of it being stronger, that almost feels like it would make the problem worse, you know, <laughs> because then suddenly you're going to be, there's going to be more talk going on that you're going to have to, uh, to sort through, you know, and you're going to, but they could also, this could also be a good chance for them to just upgrade what the overall technology and 
by Bluetooth reaching further, perhaps you could put more antennas out of the way, but have enough antennas to triangulate position and things like that and get a more exact position. And so maybe in that way, Bluetooth could improve it. My only hope is that somehow the the ability of your phone to intelligently talk with the positioning system will lead to some sort of improvement in, you know, ride photo accuracy. Because at this point with with Bluetooth, you at least have some some way for them to talk to each other instead of just receiving a signal from the magic band. You've got a back and forth conversation. So I hope I I only hope that that leads to something better. Yes, yeah. And I I my other question is what rides are are going to to have this cuz I I know that I've heard what Rock and Roller and Tower of Terror had this uh turned on and then, you know, which they also had this the same signage. Uh, so essentially the signage is pretty like the, the wording and everything has already been worked out. It's just slightly adjusted for each attraction, right? So this is the, this is not unique to the Haunted Mansion. I think, I think for us, the Haunted Mansion was the story more because it just kind of struck us that, man, that looks a little bit weird to see this on Haunted Mansion, like in the, in the font and everything. So... Anyway, but it's it's going to be on other attractions. I just I'm not sure what those attractions are just yet. Um, but I am curious as to which ones have like is every ride that previously used NFC now capable of doing Bluetooth? Is it a subset of rides? Like what is the limit? So uh, and I did do some looking. I haven't been able to find that information yet, but I'm going to keep an eye out for it. Um, just just because I am curious to to know whether or not there's there's any non overlap between those two, uh, those two groups. And I just want to close out by saying uh, at the very bottom of this sign, it said registration is required. If you're under 18, get your parents permission first. And that gives me Mm -hmm. very big, like nineties internet site commercial vibes where it was like, if you're a kid, make sure your parents are cool with you getting dialing up into the internet. So you're saying you're expecting a lot of people to have been born in 1900 who are going to be signing up for this <laughs> or 2000. Oh my gosh, dude, we're old. We're so old. Cause I just, I just realized that you could put in 2000 for that and it would work. I mean, I, not that I would ever say that I was an age that I wasn't, but if I was, I probably would have used 1900. Some people born you, in the year 2000 can drink now. Hush, hush your mouth. I don't need a reminder about how <laughs> old I am. Thank you. Technology is technology is taking it all over. Um, this is the way that that Disney is going to finally control all of us is through the Bluetooths and oh, no. and mm. and all of the all of the weird signals that they're going to be sending through the Bluetooths. Okay, and watch out I think that'll do it Mickey's for this coming episode. To eat us all. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day. Bye.